What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. So I am recording this on my walk to work. So if you are hearing the ambiance in the background, that is just the wonderful sounds of the town that I live in, in Massachusetts. Um, Hopefully, I'll see, I'll record the episode, and if, you know, if I think the sounds are too distracting for the episode, I probably, this episode may not ever air. Uh, This is episode 27, so on this episode, I am going to talk about something that is interesting to me, I don't know, I think it's probably, I'd say it's probably interesting to other people, I mean, like, I, I, so I work in marketing, so, it's like social media and like content on the internet, I, I look at it a little bit differently. Um, I look at it from a perspective of like, what do, what are the pros and cons of this strategy slash uh, piece of content slash marketing messaging kind of stuff like that. So, what we'll get into is kind of the difference and some of the pros that I've seen of so tops and panini's social media strategy i think are they've gotten better over the past year i mean i'm guessing you know if i had to guess i'd say gary v probably talked to somebody at tops and was like if i'm doing a deal with you i need you to fix like like one thing that Tops had that was weird was they had the series one banner on their Twitter for like the whole, like even after series two had been out, I think through, throughout most of the year. I mean, uh, and they also weren't verified on any of their accounts, but and then on Instagram, they they had um, like. Their Twitter picture was a Topps logo, but it was, like, a picture of something. And, you know, they had, like, 70,000, 80,000 followers, which now both accounts, so on Instagram at least, I'm going to talk about Instagram because that's where I spend a lot of my time, is uh, Panini and Topps both have 100,000 followers. And I think they're, I'm pretty sure they're both verified. But, you know, and Topps, I think, has been coming out with a lot of a lot of pretty good content that's it's more you know it's more salesy ish i guess yeah that's a good that's one way of putting it i mean it's it's more of just like branded content that's good that's not something that somebody threw together like it's actually someone spent someone spent some time to actually like design, and I don't know if they hired a new designer, if they hired a new brand person, uh, but overall, I think Topps's branding has got a lot better. Um, they, and I know Panini also does this, but I think they do a good job, kind of teasing the new cards that are coming out next year. Like I've seen in the last few, um, last few weeks, I've seen a couple of the new releases because people are people are signing which I should have kept track actually of when Tops was posting this because I'm imagining they sent all the all the stuff to get signed out or all the 
all the cards to get signed probably around the same time. Uh, so maybe that's something to look into, look back at, and see like if they're signing it here, here's who's most likely going to be on the checklist. Um, even though, I mean, at this point it's pretty obvious. I think we, we mostly know who is going to be on these early checklists and where they're going to be. Like, we know that, like, Bo Bichette and Joran Alvarez are going to be in the early releases of Tops. Like, Tops Series 1 comes out in February. That's a couple weeks away. So, um, Alvarez and Bichette will be in there. And then there's a few other rookies. I mean, honestly, I think that's... I, I know people will say, oh, I can't believe that they're holding them out. It's like, I don't know. I mean... If you look at Heritage this year, it's basically just like a throwaway product. I mean, sure, there were some rookies, and it's cool to see, like, some of the Heritage cards. But for the most part, like, if you're really looking at it, if you had the choice of Heritage or Heritage High Number, you're going with Heritage High Number. I mean, you just have, especially if they're the same price. Like, if you're going to buy a blaster box at Target or something, you're going to be going with Heritage High Number, which... I don't know. I mean, the later products, like, I guess you kind of look at it the same way. I think same way as, like, Top Series 1 versus Tops Update or Top Series 2. I mean, this year I think they did diversify the rookies a little bit better through Tops Update and Top Series 2. I would say that Top Series 2 is probably a little bit better than Tops Update uh, just because it has those four main guys. Uh, I think Tops Update has, like, a ton more, like, like good rookies, but, like, uh, the it's, it's, uh, top Series 2 is going to be probably the product that's looked at the same way that Tops Update is this year. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter was saying they bought a case for, like, 550 when it came out, and, or no, this, sorry, this was a Tops Update, actually, so they were saying that they bought a case of Tops Update for, like, 550 and... They sold it for like twelve hundred bucks, which is pretty crazy. Uh, so yeah, but tops basically overall, I think has they, and like I said, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably because Gary V was like, hey, if we're if we're gonna be doing a deal together, I need I need you guys to step it up a little bit. Which, granted, I don't know if that's for sure what happened, but it just seems like after the after the Gary V deal, after the direct set came out and after he was in series two, they made a lot of switches in my opinion. That's what I saw. Uh, after the national basically is when I saw a lot of these is when I saw a lot of the changes happening. Uh, but then, so on to Panini. So I think Panini is taking a kind of a different approach to it. Now, this is something that I think is interesting because they are they are embracing the fact that they know that their customers are buying a lot of cards on the secondary market um, like I have for example I have posted a, a thing, something about Panini and something about secondary market and cards and they've reposted it I mean they almost repost every single one which I think is really smart because it shows that they're they have a pulse they have a feeling of the pulse is that the term I don't know but they they have their finger on the pulse I think that's what it is 
but so like slap stocks is another one you know you see a lot of the breakers will post their um post their hits and they are first of all they're they're engaging with the community which i think is really smart on instagram and then they're also posting they're reposting people who are talking about cards on the secondary market so both of those aspects i think are i I don't you know honestly i think it's I think it's it's really good for Panini just because realistically they're looking at maybe I don't know if they have any type of metric or what have you but they're able to look and see that people are interested in cards but they're just as interested in the secondary market. Now, I haven't it's mostly newer cards, so I haven't tried uh, any cards from like 2012, 2013, 2014 and have them repost it. But like mostly it's like, you know, Zions and um, some of the other like big names from the past years, like Lucas sometimes. But like I think it's good for Panini to embrace and promote. Actually, they're, I mean, they're even promoting it because they all they have 100,000 followers. Both, like I said, both accounts on Instagram have 100,000 followers now. Um, and they're promoting out to their 100,000 followers that there are other ways to buy their cards, which, and you may be wondering why that is significant. It's, it's something that Panini's doing that they're not making any money from. Like, Panini's only making money if people are buying the products from them, or from a retailer, or from a hobby shop. Actually, well, Panini's already made their money. If it's in the hobby shop or it's in the retail, I think Panini's already made their money, technically. But if someone's buying a card from eBay or they're going to StockX or they're going to, like, My Slabs or Trove Collectibles or any of these other places or the break, break Time Market, I think it's called, if they're going to any of these secondary markets and buying cards, Panini isn't making any money from that. The only thing that Panini is really doing is showing showing people that there are options, which is something that tops. I don't know. I think you know. I think it's these two companies are competitors, and even though they have different sports, I don't know if they will copy. Like, I don't know if they'll eventually just copy what they're doing like tops will eventually start posting reposting people i mean i think with tops there's a lot of pop culture that they have too so that could be a reason why they don't repost um the market stuff um i'm not sure but but i mean also back to panini a little bit there if there's one thing that i think panini could improve on to be honest it is their design uh one like it's one issue kind of that happens with some panini cards is that uh since a lot of them are have are chrome they if you try and take a picture of them you're going to see the reflection so if you go to panini's instagram and you look at any of their content or any of their pictures a lot of the cards are 
not looked or they're not straight on um and that is it's not really an issue but it's like i feel like they should be able to figure out either either scanning the card in and maybe there's something that they they can't scan particular cards because it could damage the card and i guess that's true but like you look at you look if you look at the content itself i think tops is doing a little bit of a better job than panini um just from a design standpoint i think if you look at i'm pulling up tops right now just so i can take a look yeah i mean it's the tops content over the past few months has become very branded and very calculated uh and that's not to say panini hasn't been calculated or branded that's just to say that the tops designs that they're using on their Instagram have become I, I would say overall the, con- the the content that Tops is producing like the designs and how they're laying stuff out does look better uh, than Panini's um, but you know I don't think it's like and let's see I'm gonna maybe look at the so Tops so in the race Tops is winning right now Tops has got 103,000 and Panini has 102,000. Um, Panini, I think each each of the companies are doing something that is good, but also maybe doing something that's not so good. And like I like I mentioned, Panini is doing the market stuff, their design, and their overall look of their page, which you know I don't think it particularly matters as much as maybe it used to because like. I don't think anybody's really stumbling on Panini's Instagram and being like, oh, what is this? Like, for me, on my Instagram, people will stumble upon the page and they're, they don't know what it is. I think, like, stuff like Tops, especially Tops. I think Tops has got, Tops is a pretty, it's one of the most iconic brands of all time, I'd say. So, most people know what that is. And people may not know exactly what Panini is, like, when I went to the National, Panini sponsored the badges. And when I posted a picture, my sister texted me. It was like, Panini sandwiches? And I'm like, no, it's not not Panini sandwiches. Panini, like the card company. They're like, oh, okay. And I think she was joking. I'm pretty sure she was just joking. But still, I don't think people know exactly uh, what Panini is. Just because it's not technically new, but it's newer in the fact that they have had licenses like the NBA license for, I mean, not even 20 years at this point. Or maybe tw- probably 20 years. I don't know, actually. I, I should probably look into that. I'm not 100, 100% sure. Same with football. I think they they got the license for football, I think, in 2005 or 2006. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty, much, that's pretty much everything I want to talk about. I mean, I think I'm interested in how they're going to be approaching 2020 and seeing how... Um, what Tops does, and because I mean, you know, he's coming into 2020. Sometimes you see changes in strategies, so I'll be interested to see if I see something new on their page or how they're going to approach what they're doing. Um, and that's going to be it for episode 27, 26, 27. I think it's 27. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Heroes for Sale. Uh, let's see where else in TikTok. Here's for sale. I'm really trying to grow my TikTok, so I really would appreciate that. 
Uh, also, I started a text platform. You can text me at 774 269 Uh Text me there, and you'll get updates on like the podcast and just other random stuff that I'm thinking about. Um, other than that, I think that is going to be it for the episode. So everybody, I will see you in the next one.